Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? All right. It's been a long day already. and It's only 1030 and I've already done a ton of stuff. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh i guess we should say if you're listening to this podcast uh, episode today like in the car with kids or something don't maybe not so much (laughs) maybe maybe just turn on the radio um we're gonna talk about um specifically women on the spectrum and sexual assault or abuse abuse um but I'd say some of it actually applies to any neurodiverse woman. Um, so yeah, that's it's not a happy topic. We're not, not thrilled about doing this episode, not but we really all. think it's important because I think it's a part of autism that people don't talk about enough mm-hmm. or warn or prepare women who are autistic yeah. um, that this happens. So um, and pretty frequently, I'd say all of my clients who have autism have been at the very least like manipulated sexually. Um, but you know, abused. So where'd you learn Paige? Okay. So, um, abuse, the definition, um, when, to treat a person or animal with cruelty or violence, especially regularly and or repeatedly. Um, there. Are, um, so, just want to say, like in this instance, though, I think it's very often. It's. It's so subversive, that it's not obvious. And it may not be obvious to others. It's certainly not obvious to people who don't understand manipulation. Um, So I don't think like, like there's definitely sexual abuse. That's really, really obvious that everybody gets or most people realize is happening. And that's not exactly what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. This is like a more subversive kind of, thing yes um research shows that sexual violence affects about 30 percent of women in the general population and between two to three times more for autistic women so say that again research shows that sexual violence Uh affects about 30 percent of women in the general public okay and between two to three times as much for autistic women. So, okay. So two to three times more than 30%. That, wow. That's a lot. <clears throat> yeah. That's I mean, like I did just that. say like all my client, all my female clients with autism, but still to like hear that numbers. Upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, why? because i followed our old format when we did this we were originally going to record this episode like Like months ago months and months ago but but i had realized 
conversation and I was really upset. Yeah. So, but this episode is important. So I'm sucking it up, buttercups. So why? So autistic women tend to be socially naive. Mm-hmm. We tend to be very trusting and black, have a black and white thought process. So it never really occurs to us that people are manipulative and will take advantage of you. We, I, I don't know if choosing, choosing to believe that everyone is good is the way to think it, or we just like are too naive to really realize it. I also think that, but, I also think though that like they have, they don't feel a need to manipulate anybody. Right. right? What's the point? Because <laughs> they don't, Right, so they don't feel the need to manipulate anybody. So when they, when somebody's trying to manipulate them, they don't recognize the behavior because mm-hmm. it's not behavior they would have. Right. Plus, they already like socially have trouble identifying stuff anyway, right? So right. if you're having trouble identifying the nuance between like ecstatic and happy, then you're gonna <laughs> have the trouble of identifying subversive manipulation um so it's hard to recognize what you don't know what you don't understand Mm -hmm. at all or don't feel a need to do to other people right um makes us a target for narcissistic people Mm -hmm. who want (laughs) to take advantage of want to take advantage of you your want for love Mm-hmm. Just sad. Very well said. So you'll they're 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 hoping that you'll be so um in need of a relationship that you'll do whatever. Plus, people with uh, are neurotypical people or neurodiverse people. I think in general are usually more understanding and patient. So we're less mm-hmm. likely to just get rid of someone just because of something so it really we we are being taken advantage of because we don't want to just give up on them mm-hmm. we want to still like show that they obviously need that love because they're too jerkish yep. to have any of their own so um and belonging um We don't notice the red flags and the warnings that someone is manipulating us and their true intentions, even if your friends and your family are telling you like, hey, that's not right. You should listen to those because you're in love and don't see them. So moms know what they're talking about. (laughs) They do. I mean, most, most moms know what you're talking about and most moms have your best interests at heart right so yeah i think most moms also try and stay out of relationships though because a great way to get somebody to get further into a relationship is to say that you don't like that person oh yeah that's right so so we really do try and keep our mouth shut and just hope that we've taught you well taught you good behavior (laughs) and good morals and you know that you're a decent person and that you'll eventually figure out that whoever isn't but if we start seeing like 
giant Ryan flags, like you can't ignore that. Right. <laughs> it's like a phone a friend moment. Yeah. He did this. Is that normal? Is that normal? <laughs> I guess I could go the other way as well, right? We're specifically focusing on women because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. um, but men can be abused too. But men can be abused too. So not, not as, cool way. Don't not, take advantage of people. Yeah, that's not cool. I think it's more common for a man to... That's what like people think of. Mm -hmm. But it goes... Um, love bombing is a abusive... Um, tactic that people use it's you they tell you how much they love you and how they'll never do it again and blah 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 I love you so much I need you in my life I can't live without you and then they do something terrible and like yell at you or hit you or do whatever do whatever they do and then they love you like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I'll never do it again to keep you staying because you think that they're changing, but they're not. <laughs> they will continue this behavior. Mm -hmm. um, outcomes. Um, you're stuck in a bad situation and may not even realize that you're in one until, I don't want to say until it's too late, but until you're like so far in that you don't really know how to get out or you've driven everyone away and for the love of this one person for the love of this one person you actually have room to go to so you're at where you're physically just stuck in this situation really it is really sad that's really upsetting um you're being taken advantage of uh so I just want to say, like, behaviors that might be clues. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just talk about Oh, that. yeah. So the love bombing the would love be a bombing. clue. Um, if, if it happens often. If you're... So, like, my example. In my relationship, that was abusive. Um, he also had mental issues <clears throat> that he wasn't dealing with, so... I was always there for him when he needed someone, but when I was going through a rough time, it was stop being dramatic. I can't deal with this right now. I can't help you. All of that stuff. So I was there for him, but he was never there for me. I think it was more than that. Like, like you were getting treatment. I was getting treatment. That is true. I was also you were getting, getting treatment, treatment, right? You were taking medication. You were in therapy. You were getting treatment. Yes. And he had he a... Much what more. I would say a more significant mental yeah, health issue definitely. that he flat that out should be like not like ADHD like you right. should or shouldn't medicated a personal decision to. his was one that you should, should have medication for and he wasn't he wasn't to prove a point <clears throat> people which was dumb right whatever um, he's very defensive so I guess people who are really defensive mm -hmm. people who don't take care of their own mental health issues mm -hmm. I'd say people who are testing the boundaries of how far they can push you so if they're always asking for like money or they're always asking you to like you know favors. for favors to do things or to do things their way 
or to, or not willing to compromise Mm -hmm. on any part of the relationship. Those are all like big red flags or people who if your other person doesn't like they always get mad when you like talk to other people or Mm -hmm. hang out around other people or wear certain things while you when you go out or they're constantly like texting you or calling you if you're out with other people they don't respect the boundary between your personal your other light your like other people in your life and your relationship it always has to be about them. That's very domestic violence esque. Right. That's not good. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of the more like subversive things that people right. wouldn't notice, you know? So, like the little things. Everything's your fault. Right. It's supposed in quotes, everything's else, your fault. Nobody else loves you but me. Yeah. Or nobody's going to take as good care of you of me. Or, or you're um, lucky you have me. <laughs> one that um, that guy was is when he was telling me he had like others, a lot of other exes before me. All of them happened to be quote unquote crazy. <laughs> Everything. It was always that. Oh, they're crazy, so I don't talk to them anymore because they stalk and harass me. I was like, okay, dude, that sucks for you. Um, yes. That would so be it too. that's one too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Anything that like leads to like you needing to depend on them. Yes. So whether that's emotionally, financially. Physically. Physically. Anything that makes your world smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being gaslighted, gaslighted, lied to, manipulated, hurt, or attacked. Okay. Say more. Give examples. Um, so I don't know a good example for being gaslit. I don't gaslight people. <laughs> so I don't have a good example for that. Of it being well, lied the to. Whole, well, it's the whole like nobody else loves you. Okay. Like if you can really convince somebody that, that no one else nobody loves else you. loves them or nobody else will be for them, be there for them, that they're the only one, right? That's not true. Or I'll always be there for you and then they're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um right. So I think, you know. There are other ways to gaslight people, obviously, but I yeah. think like that's a really specific one that leads to abuse. Being lied to, so a lie. Um, if they say that they're going to go, if they're going to do something, and then they don't do it, mm-hmm. that's a lie. Um, so what else? Manipulated kind of the same thing as or manipulate is just like when they convince you to do something you don't want to do don't want to do right so if they're asking this whole episode's about abuse so if your children are still with you Mm -hmm. stop here um but if they're asking for like sexual favors that you're uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. or that you wouldn't normally perform on somebody and they're like but if you really loved me you you would would. 
for me. Right. That's, that's a big sign. If they're asking you to come out of something that you said, that a comfort zone or a boundary that you had, that's run, run the other way. Um, and then hurt or attack. So like emotionally, physically. emotionally or physically. Right. So like if they call you names. Right. Or they. Or that you're stupid. Yeah. Or they play on other fears that you already know you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if they punch you and hit you and throw right. you. Actual. Those are pretty good indicators <laughs> that they're not a good person <laughs> toward you. Um, or probably anybody. Or anybody. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Yeah, you're pushing away people who care about you unintentionally. Of course, you may not necessarily know that you're pushing people away. So if you notice <clears throat> that your world is suddenly getting smaller, smaller <clears throat> and, you know, a few weeks ago you had, you know, an inner circle of people and now your mm-hmm. inner circle is smaller and only people that you haven't necessarily chosen to be in your inner circle that's a that's a warning sign mm-hmm. um becoming depressed uh comma mentally drained right because it's a very a very mentally draining Mm-hmm. right so if you don't have the energy you used to do to do things you might want to investigate why that is mm-hmm. especially if there's no physical reason for why like if there's not an actual physical reason i have covid yes well then that's why but <laughs> if it's just like you know something you can't put your finger on but how you're just feeling the body knows you should listen to your body. I think a lot of neurodiverse people are in touch with their body and there's lots of ways of knowing and only in Western society do we separate our body and our brains. And so your body knows stuff and you should learn to listen to your intuition. So if, you're, if your gut is sick all the time, your body's trying to tell you something or if it feels, or if your chest feels tight, Mm -hmm. your body's trying to tell you something, right? So like really just listening to your body and wondering like, Hey, does that seem typical for my body? Right. So not based on somebody else's body, but like typically is my stomach often this sick, right? Lots of people, Coronary diverse have digestional issues, but if, if it's changed or worsened. Okay. Um, hacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen to the loved ones in your life. Outside people see the red flags that you don't see. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> I would say for a neurodiverse woman, like if you have a sister, she might be your best checkpoint of what typical normal behavior in a relationship might be, right? And, you know, it might be uncomfortable to have this conversation with a mother or a father about what his what a boyfriend 
is asking of you, right? But a, a sister might be easier to talk to or a very best friend might be easier to talk to. Um, and I would say whether you think the, whether you think it's happening or not, just to get another perspective because your perspective isn't always accurate, right? It, it, you might be able love. to stop it. You might be able to stop it beforehand, right? Like yes. before it gets bad, which is, I, like, I that's do. what we want. <laughs> we want you to stop it before it happens. Um, listen um, to your intuition. If something seems weird or sus, it probably is. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I did this like a while ago. It sounds really weird, but you can Google red flags into Google, obviously into Google. You would Google red flags and a whole bunch of lists come up mm. about several different types of red flags. You can go through those and familiarize yourself with those red flags. And if you see any that are, you know, resonating with you. Yes. Um, then maybe, maybe don't assume that it's automatically a red yeah. flag, but that'd be maybe a good time to go talk to that best friend or sister. Yeah. But being aware, knowing that they exist is, I think, a good point. Yes. Make boundaries and stick to them and don't let anyone talk, someone talk you out or question your boundaries. Absolutely. I have an exercise that I do with my clients. It's often done with children with autism and it's these like circles, these consent, like, so there's like a small inner circle and then outer one and an outer one and outer one. So there's several layers of circles and for young children, the exercises that you put the name of the people who are in those, those circles, but as an adult exercise, often what my clients and I will do is that we'll put what the boundaries are for those circles. circles oh, that's right. That's so like good. all the way down to like, what are appropriate topics to talk about with, a stranger. with different with different levels right. of people, right? right? Strangers, acquaintances, boyfriends, Friends. parents, whatever. Right. So, so really like going through that exercise, whether you do it on your own or whether you do it with somebody else to just have somebody else sort of like to bounce ideas off of or, or what social expectations would be like at work or. Right. So you can't ask the same questions you ask your parents to the person you work with. You also can't ask the same question at some point, your parents, <laughs> like while they're on the inner, inner circle, yeah. asking them about sexual favors that you're being asked to perform is not, not a comfortable it. conversation. Yeah. Do not have that conversation with your mother. She doesn't want to have that conversation with you. She might be willing to have it because she loves you. Right. She doesn't want it. She it, doesn't though. want to have that conversation. So <laughs> if you have like a very best friend or a sister, they're great. <laughs> or an aunt or a cousin or right. It doesn't have to be a sister, right? I'm right? just saying like somebody else who's close Another to you. Another woman that's close to you. Right. Or a therapist or a doctor. Right. Th those are appropriate people to have that conversation with too. Right. So <clears throat> 
so topics of which are appropriate for those different levels of people we know, friends, neighbors, whatever, um, can be really useful to decide in advance of the situation. All right. Um, let's see here. If it's safe to do so, you can call a domestic hotline, a domestic violence hotline, or like leave. You this can leave and go to a, like there. I know here there are different like how like domestic houses uh-huh. for women to go to, but only if it's safe. Also, apparently, I don't know if this is true, but if you call nine one one and you like pretend that you're ordering a pizza. There's like certain clues that will tell the person, huh. like, I need help and I can't talk freely. I don't know if it like helps with other situations too, but I mean, like, I need a large pepperoni pizza for two, please. And he's like, I think I called the wrong number. I was like, no, definitely didn't. Here's my address. <laughs> yeah. You can go to therapy. Yes. And you should. You should. Just, you know, not necessarily just like because you're in that relationship, but like it's if you've already been through the relationship yeah. and just realized that you were abused, you should go. Yes. Yeah. If you, you have nice. trouble with relationships in general, you should go. Yeah. Right. Or if you and he are having trouble in your relationship and you want to go to couples counseling and he doesn't, that's a sign mm-hmm. as well. Oh, it is. If you want to go well, to couples therapy and he's not willing to go to therapy and you one. are, yeah. yeah, that's a sign because he doesn't want somebody else Smooching putting in. putting ideas in your head. Yeah. How dare you have ideas How dare in your you? Right? I mean, we're laughing about it, but none of this is funny. We're none just of it trying is. To, like, I'm trying not, not cry. to cry. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay, well, that's the end of my thing. That's so, all your notes. That those you, are all the my she got your notes. That's the furthest I got from my notes because you usually ask me for, like, personal experience. Yeah, so now I'm just preparing. Myself. I mean, if you would like to share... I'm not going to ask you to do it. I could share something, I guess, for the betterment of society. Okay. I love all of you. So Um, let's see here. I don't know what to. What were the signs? Like what? Oh. What weren't you catching that you've now caught onto? Um, That he. Oh, again, the, the every was crazy thing mm-hmm. um when we like even before we dated and we were just friends like we would make plans and then he would like last minute cancel them because he had something else to do um it was always like whatever he wanted to do he never asked me what I wanted to do it was always whatever he wanted to do mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He wasn't, I mean, we've already said this, but he wasn't taking care of his own mental yeah. health. 
issues. And then was was all angry when he felt like I wasn't taking care of my mental health. Because things didn't change right away. Right. So it's like, that's not how mental health works, sir. <laughs> time, time, change takes time. Yes. Um, healing takes time. Healing takes time. Um, everything was my fault. Like, if we, like, had a fight, which we fought a lot. Okay. Like, more often than not. Like, after, like, three months. More often than not, you were fighting? More than. We often fought. Okay. And it wasn't uh, just because, like, I, like, had either said something that he didn't like or he was just in a bad mood. Um. Hmm. I told him from the beginning that, again, if there's children around, <laughs> do not be listening to this. Save it for later. But I told him at the beginning, before we had even started dating, when he told me that he liked me, I said that I wanted to wait until, like, I was married to have sex. I made that explicitly clear. And I continually told him. No, because he continuously asked. Oh. Continuously. So eventually, I was just like, if I just tell him yes, he, maybe he'll stop asking me, which was mistake number one. Well, there were several mistakes before that, but severe mistake number one. Um, Because it wasn't enjoyable. <laughs> it wasn't enjoyable at all. I wanted it to end the entire time. But... He didn't ask, well, he, like, kind of did. He wanted me to do other things, and I was like, I'm not about that. No, thank you. Please go away. <laughs> um, but let's see here. Um, oh, here's one that I didn't realize until, like, a lot when another, like, one of my coworkers was going through, like, this break or was telling me about one of her old relationships that she was, like, in while we were working together. Um, her boyfriend did the same thing as this guy did. He would tell me about when other women would hit on him or like ask him out. And he, he would tell me, he would note specifically how he said, no, I have a girlfriend, which now makes me think that he actually like gave him their numbers or something. I'm pretty sure he cheated on me Oh, at least once, if not twice. Cause like right after we broke up, like pretty much he had a new girlfriend. A girlfriend who was like Jack's age at the time. Significantly younger. Significantly younger. <laughs> he was 20 something and this girl was 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And I said, ew, that's disgusting. That's illegal. And he was like, he got all offended about it. And it was like, so that's fine. Don't be so crazy. Blah, 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 blah. Also, after we broke up, I became like this quote unquote stalker harasser person who wouldn't leave him alone which couldn't be further from the truth not at all right like you were like actively trying to avoid anywhere where he might be <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> plus like the trauma and like stuff made me like feel like I wanted him back so I like would I did like continue texting like because we were friends friends quote-unquote friends and I don't know why, like, 
trauma or something made me want to like be back with him because I truly thought that I did love him and I thought that he loved me. Oh, that's another one. It takes time. You should really like, you shouldn't say that I love you in the first like couple weeks. No. Like within at a least month. a month before, like it was about a month when he said that he loved me. With me and my new boyfriend, um, it like took, uh, the first time we said I love you was like three months in. That seems more normal. It does seem more normal. Mm-hmm. And it was face to face. I'm pretty sure the one with him was over text. So I was yeah, I feel real loved. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but um, also, if he like tells all, he w- was always like, he would always make himself seem like the victim, even if he wasn't necessarily the victim. Like, like again, like all of his exes were crazy, mm-hmm. and they all harassed him. Including you, apparently. Apparently, even though not true. That's no, not at all. But um, I don't know what else. Okay. I'm calling again. Oh. He would tell me that he would trade. You know, this is again like a manipulation thing, maybe, or just like hurt like calling names but not necessarily calling names calling names but he would tell me that he would trade me for a Klondike bar just like randomly so it was like I would trade you for a Klondike bar and I was like I believed I like didn't believe him I was like no you wouldn't because I felt like he was joking like surely you wouldn't trade me for for this 50 cent ice cream bar Surely I have more value than that. Well, that's exactly what he was doing. Your <laughs> value was so low. A Klondike bar. Yeah. Right. Mm. I mean, like once or twice, if it's really hot out to say that to somebody. Ha ha. Ha right? ha. But no, like all But the not time. really, but like frequently. frequently. That's just saying like, that's just putting into your mind that you're not very valuable without yeah. saying you're not very valuable. Yeah. It's pretty douchey. Yeah, he was pretty douchey. Okay. Okay, we can be done now. That sounds great. I cool like... beans. This is a depressing episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Why? Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com and if you wanted to see our website please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com thank you thank you for listening to the neurodiverse toolbox